the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like on top of me, so everybody just follow me. Now everybody knows the name, Serpico. You know who Serpico is, even you do, Squirrel. And you were born when George Bush was uh, celebrating his first win. Serpico is a dirty, he was a cop who was intimidated by other cops to be dirty. He refused to be dirty. He proved beyond the shadow of a doubt, and he testified before politicians about the corruption in the New York police force, and the shocks were heard around the world. Thousands, hundreds of cops immediately under investigation. 40, 50 cops arrested the next day. But now we have Garrett O'Boyle. And there's not an article or a television station with it on. Not one. And that's because what Garrett O'Boyle testified to, this wasn't a few precincts in New York. It's the fracking FBI, baby. That's who's crooked as a Grand Avenue. We've talked to over two dozen whistleblowers. People have come to us. We've interviewed several of those. And today, three of them. Three of those brave whistleblowers and a lawyer who represents them will tell us their story. They will tell us what happened, what they saw, and then what happened to them because they were courageous enough to report it to Congress. And I just want to tell you guys, get ready. Get ready, because these guys are going to come after you. You know they are. Last hearing we had, last hearing we had, we had two journalists, Democrats, two Democrat journalists set right where you guys did, and these guys tried to get them to divulge their sources. Someone needs to tell them how the First Amendment works. And oh, while Mr. Taibbi, one of those award-winning journalists sitting right where you're sitting, was testifying, guess what else was happening? The IRS was knocking on his door. So get ready. Oh, yeah. You IRS agents, you're crooked, too. Yeah, you are. I knew that when Lois Lerner reared her ugly gargoyle head and proved beyond the shadow of a doubt. And who was in charge? Barack, he likes big butts and he cannot lie. And that's still who's calling the shots. It's evident. As the same creeps, the same Democrat mafia are pulling the same tricks on Garrett Boyle. But I know you're up to the task because you came forward in the first place. Thank you for your commitment to the Constitution, the First Amendment, the rule of law, and for your willingness to come forward and tell Congress what you've seen, what you've witnessed. Thank you for doing that, Mr. Now, what happens after today is Jim Jordan, who I like... I like numerous, a handful, let's not get crazy, a handful of so-called Republicans. But it took a girl who's got more balls than all the men to do what needs to be done. It is with the highest amount of solemnity 
that I announce my intention to introduce articles of impeachment today on the head of this America at Last executive branch that has been working since January 20th, 2021, to systematically destroy this country. The President of the United States, Joseph Robinette Biden. His socks are wet, and he can't follow the trail. He can't figure it out. Him, Diane Feinstein, Fetterman, just how many avocados do we have to have in government? In the meantime, he's the biggest crook. And we have had the prima facie evidence for three and a half years with the laptop that the FBI ran cover for. And now you're starting to hear just how crooked that Democrat mafia organization is, thanks to Garrett Boyle. I'm sad. I'm disappointed. And I'm angry that I have to be here to testify about the weaponization of the FBI and DOJ. Weaponization against not only its own employees, but against those institutions and individuals that are supposed to protect the American people. I am here today because even though I am wrongfully suspended from the FBI, I remain duty-bound to the American people to play my small role in rectifying these issues. After all, I never swore an oath to the FBI. I swore an oath to the Constitution. By the way, every one of these crooked Democrats that tried to run cover during this hearing, every one of them and their cohorts swore the same oath. But it doesn't mean anything to the Democrats because they're self-aggrandizing, self-enriching whores. I've served my nation and community my entire adult life. First in the United States Army, then as a police officer, and lastly as an FBI special agent. Shortly after high school, I joined the United States Army where I served in the infantry and I was quickly promoted through the ranks. I deployed to both Iraq and Afghanistan in support of Operation Iraqi Freedom and Operation Enduring Freedom. I served in the historic 101st Airborne Division. I received the Combat Infantryman's Badge, which is awarded to those infantrymen who engage in ground combat with our nation's enemies. Hey, Squirrel, you know who never did any of this? Who couldn't do a push-up if I paid him? Not that I have to. He also happens to be an heir to the Levi Strauss fortune. Did you know that? I like his name. I like it a lot because it's a little play on corrupt words. He's Daniel Sachs Goldman. Now, I know you're used to hearing Goldman Sachs and the devil, but this is Daniel Sachs Goldman. And he says, as a new congressman out of that crooked, crooked New York, he says there's nothing here. You want to talk about a waste of time and money. The John Durham investigation is an embarrassment and it should go down as one of the biggest abuses of power and waste of money in the Department of Justice's history. You know, I think you channeled your grandpappy, your great grandpappy, the entrepreneur Levi Strauss. He feels the same way about you. Trust fund bust out. Now let's hear from a hero. His official motto is this will defend. Along with numerous others, I volunteered to serve this nation, risking my life in combat to protect America and her values. I know some of the best men and women this country has to offer. They come from all backgrounds, races, and creeds. They helped mold me into the person I am today. Each was willing to sacrifice, and many did, to protect this great nation. It is our duty to honor their sacrifices by standing up for what is right, regardless of the difficulty. After serving in the Army, I became a police officer. Police officers, like me, are imperfect beings, but we strive to uphold the law and the Constitution. People who go to work every day trying to make their communities better, yet who nonetheless are faced with budget cuts and calls for defunding as we continue spiraling away from law and order as a nation. You know, you listen to the resume of this hero. You listen to his voice, how disgusted he is, and you can imagine the kind of pressure he was put under. 
But here's the beautiful thing about pressure, especially when applied by corrupt, fat-ass, wannabe gangsters known as Democrats. It makes two things, dust and diamonds. The good ones prefer to pick diamonds. While serving as a police officer, I finished my bachelor's degree, graduating with honors in criminology and law studies. Shortly thereafter, I began the long road to becoming an FBI special agent, a position I once understood to be the pinnacle of law enforcement and a way to continue to serve this nation and protect and defend the Constitution. During my four years as a special agent, I received the highest annual review an employee can receive. I volunteered for, tried out for, and was selected for an FBI SWAT team. I also volunteered for, tried out for, and was selected for a new unit the FBI created. I also received an award for my work on an anti-abortion extremism case. I've been smeared as a malcontent and subpar FBI employee. This smear stands in stark contrast to my life in public service. This smear campaign, disgusting as it is, is unsurprising. Despite our oath to uphold the Constitution, too many in the FBI aren't willing to sacrifice for the hard right over the easy wrong. They see what becomes of whistleblowers, how the FBI destroys their careers, suspends them under false pretenses, takes their security clearances and pay with no true options for real recourse or remedy. This is by design. It creates an Orwellian atmosphere that silences opposition and discussion. We know what is right to do, yet we too often refuse to do what is right because of the difficulty and suffering it incurs. I couldn't knowingly continue on this path silently without speaking out against the weaponization I witnessed, even if it meant losing my job, my career, my livelihood, my family's home, and now my anonymity. It's up to members of this committee, current and former FBI employees, and indeed all Americans, to ensure that the weaponization of our own government against the people comes to an end, no matter the personal cost. As James Madison prudently opined, in framing a government which is to be administered by men over men, the great difficulty lies in this. You must first enable the government to control the governed, and the next place, oblige it to control itself. The safeguards currently in place at the FBI are clearly inadequate and must be reworked to protect whistleblowers and others who are inappropriately targeted. Now, Brennan was at the CIA. He was the one that voted for Gus Hall, the communist. It was Comey at the FBI, another one who voted for Gus Hall, the communist. And then you had Strzok and Page, the chick who could eat an apple through a fence and scare a cucumber soft. She was also at the FBI, not to mention how many other assets. The FBI can extract whatever they want from me. I'm willing to bear that burden. I've sworn to defend this country from enemies, both foreign and domestic, even if that means sacrificing my life. I've lived that oath out since first enlisting in the Army, consistently saying, here am I, send me. My oath, however, did not include sacrificing the hopes, dreams, and livelihood of my family. My strong, beautiful, and courageous wife, and our four sweet and beautiful daughters who have endured this process along with me. In weaponized fashion, the FBI allowed me to accept orders to a new position halfway across the country. They allowed us to sell my family's home. They ordered me to report to the new unit when our youngest daughter was two weeks old. Then, on my first day on the new assignment... Wait a minute, I, I, I thought everybody had a six-month go home. The husbands, even when husbands are married to other fellas, like Peter Judge, husbands and husbands, everybody gets six months off, not so much in the FBI? Oh, if you're not a Democrat asset, then you got to go to work. I see how it works, like the Soviet Union. Let's either rip it asunder, rip it completely asunder, or rename it to what it should be called. The KJB. G. KGB. They suspended me, rendering my family homeless. I was thinking of KJP. You know why? You see, I got a KJP clip you're going to love. They refused to release our goods, including our clothes, for weeks. 
All I wanted to do was serve my country by stopping bad guys and protecting the innocent. To my chagrin, bad guys have begun running parts of the government, making it difficult to continue to serve this nation and protect the innocent. And the bad guy is the one in charge, the one in charge of the DOJ, the one in charge of the FBI, the one in charge of the CIA, basically everybody. The leadership of the FBI and the DOJ are corrupt. I will name names. Christopher Wray and Mary Garland are corrupt. They know it. We know it. And the American people know it. They will deflect. They will call the witnesses names. They will scream MAGA, an extremist at the top of their lungs. But make no mistake, they are simply trying to cover up the unforgivable, which is the creation. Harriet Hageman and Marjorie Taylor Greene. Two women have more courage than 99% of the Republican elected men. ...of a two-tiered justice system based on political beliefs and the corruption of our political elites. You know what's funny, too, is that nobody really talks about why is that wrinkled-ass old crook, not just, the one that, not just because he stole the election, but because he is an asset of the Chinese Communist Party. Why is he in Japan? I mean, it's the age of Zoom meetings. What the hell is he doing in Japan? In Japan? And the answer is he's running. He's running from this, and he's running from his other responsibility. You know, the president of the United States, we're up against a problem called the debt ceiling. But the fix is in, both with Kevin McCarthy, too, because he'll crumble like he's supposed to do. But I just want to leave you on a little optimism. There was a time in this country when we had a man as president. Not this dementia patient you see before you, this thieving crook, but a man. And the way that you're supposed to run a government is like a man. And the way you do it is so you're saving the people money. And unless this country goes to spending of, say, 2016, 2018, 2017, we're done. We're losing credibility, and we should, because we're not the only ones that are privy to this information. The whole world is, and the whole world knows that the new America is as corrupt as the old Soviet Union. So I want to leave you before we go on our first break to what it sounds like when a man negotiates on behalf of the people. And you want to shut it down. I, you no, keep no, talking no, no, about no. it. The last time, Chuck, you shut it down. No, no, no. And then you open it up very quickly. And 20 times. I don't want to do what you did. 20 but, times Chuck, you have called for, I will shut down the government if I don't get my wool. None of us have you said You want to know something? You've said okay, it. Okay, you want to put that you on my You said it. I'll take it. Okay, okay, good. You know what I'll say? Yes. If we don't get what we want, one way or the other, whether it's through you, through a military, through anything you want to call, I will shut down the government. Okay, Absolutely. fair enough. And I, I am proud, and I'll we tell you disagree. what, I am proud to shut down the government for border security, Chuck, because the people of this country don't want criminals and people that have lots of problems and drugs pouring into our country. So I will take the mantle. I will be the one to shut it down. I'm not going to blame you for it. The last time you shut it down, it didn't work. I will take the mantle Good. of shutting down. And I'm going to shut it down for border But we security. believe you shouldn't okay. shut it down. See what Thank it's you like very much, have everyone. a man on your side? Now, maybe we can get Hagman or Marjorie Taylor Greene elected so we could have somebody fight with some heart instead of these gutless Republicans. Impeach this rat bastard. 312-642-5600. Fired. I beg your pardon? Fired. But I... Fired! Make money, smoke cigars, and live free on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. What's... 
always been annoying to me is what the so-called Republicans proposed was a 1% increase. So you're going to increase what this idiot has already been spending? Two years it took him to destroy our economy. Two years. And you're not going to ask to go back to spending when this country was strong, say 2019 even? That's how you know. The fix is fracking in. Everybody knew the FBI had the laptop for three and a half years. Everybody knew. Five decades of Joe Biden being a punchline. A punchline. Books written about the senator from Delaware. From I Hear You Paint Houses to five other ones. All, all indicting the most obvious asset of enemies, foreign and domestic. The brother. When we invaded Iraq unjustly, got a $1.5 billion contract to build houses in Iraq. Did anybody see a house, a Biden house? I mean, one that he didn't buy from the DuPonts. Oh, but I don't know how we got here. Yeah, you do. You like it that way. It's like Chicago. By the way, there's something, before I get to the calls, here's a little something. Crook County that I don't think too many people heard about. PPP loans, those were part of the federal COVID relief package to keep small business afloat during COVID. Not surprisingly, many investigations have since found many recipients fraudulently nabbed some of those loans, most of which were designed to be forgiven. A new Cook County Inspector General report finds dozens of government employees participated in the fraud, as many as 48 alone in the Cook County Circuit Court Clerk's office. In the office, 48. 48 that work in the county office, clerk's office, stole the money. You crooked bastards. And they'll all get reelected. You moron Democrat roaches. Tom in Blue Island. Hey, Sean Dittos, buddy. Hey, you just hit on two big things, as usual. First, everything everything that the FBI's done in the last, I don't know how they pick out how many years has to be questioned now. Yeah. Everything. The guy who drives then, your car off at Flash Car Wash knew that Mike Madigan was a crook. And a gangster. But the FBI, a quarter mile away for five decades, they had no idea. I got no idea. You, please. Go ahead. And then, Sean, the other thing, Harriet Hagerman replaced that scumbag, Lynn Cheney. Yeah. And and so it's there's hope. There's hope that you can win some elections and you can expose these people. Imagine how proud we could just get some clean elections. Imagine how proud the people in Wyoming who voted for her feel today. That's something an Illinoisan will never feel and has never felt. You've never felt that because these Illinois Republicans, they're in on the same fracking scam. Chris in Milwaukee. Hey, Sean, good show as usual. I want to add on to a couple of days ago. You were talking about Vince Foster, the, the family friend, the aide, yeah, whatever. the guy who committed suicide Clinton. with the antique gun, the guy who hated guns, worked to get rid of all yeah. guns, somehow figured out how to kill himself with an antique gun right after he was going to testify to the corruption of the Duchess and Chaf- of Chafington with her inner thigh rash she's never been able to get rid of. Yeah, that one. Yep, yep, one and the same. Let me add to it. I've got a lifelong friend. His older brother was working for the ATF at the time, back in the Clinton administration. Yeah. Did he die, too? Um, He had a very good friend who was on the team (laughs) that found Vince Foster in Fort Marcy Park. Straight as an arrow. It's like he was pulled into position. Legs perfect. And if if I remember correctly from the autopsy report, there was some blood in his body that magically disappeared. You know what? Maybe the vampires came. Suck the blood out of him while he was laying there. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what happened. Like Come that. on, Chris. I'm on to these roaches. 
since the 60s. Yep. They're not fooling anybody except the morons that vote Democrat. But half of those morons, they just want something for nothing. You know, the welfare roaches. You know exactly who I mean. So the notion that they want to now lecture us in the context of trying to avoid a default about so-called work requirements is extreme and irresponsible. That's right. Because the welfare roach, lazy fat asses, they're your base. 312-642-5600. He will never negotiate his constitutional rights with the government. Live free or die on The Sean Thompson Show. At AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Wear your mask, take your pills. Now a whole generation's mentally ill. I knew the minute I played that Crook County clip. By the way, that, that that's one channel has that. One channel. 48 employees out of one section of the Crook County government all stole the PPP money. And that gets one story. I knew we'd get some Illinois calls. John and Piatone. Hey, how much more do you think they're going to bleed this Piatone Airport deal to death? Now the governor's got to look over the contractors for concepts that they want to do. If anybody knows anything about an airport, which I do, you really need to have an east-west runway long enough for some of these bigger planes to fly. Does well, they've been, they've have been an east-west? They don't. But they've been front-running that airport since Jesse Jackson Jr. was a congressman. right? Isn't exactly is that where right. Denny Hassert, the child molester... Didn't he make it? Did he make his money with that or another 127 acre development? Didn't all these political low life roaches front run the land purchases? They bought it dirt cheap, then they put the bills forward, right? Do I remember that scandal correctly? Well, yeah, you do. The other thing was is they were burning down the houses that were on the properties until the farmers got on them and says, "Oh no, no!" Until that airport goes, you will become landlords. The one thing the state of Illinois hates is the fact that they have been turned into landlords and having to rent those properties out. Oh, I love it. So Whatever now, Denny Hassard? Wasn't he released from prison because he was dying like seven years ago? Now I heard he's, he's in a wrestling <laughs> suit. He's rubbing up against Jimmy Carter, the pedophile bastard. He likes old men and little kids. Go ahead. What, what we want here is for the state to come clean, which will probably never happen. Yeah, Sell on. the properties back to the farms. John, you know what I love about That's people outside country. of... Uh, you know what I love about people like you outside of the Cook County, outside of the scandalous scum of the city? You think that everybody still is decent. I love that about you, kid. You never, ever well, get jaded by reality. Promise me. Thank you very much, Jim. Yeah. I appreciate okay. it. All right. Come on, they've been raping the people of Illinois for decades. Oh, they have Mike Madigan. He's a lawyer. Oh, he's a lawyer. Is that how he made his money? Yeah. What kind of law does he do? Well, I don't know, but I think it has something to do with property taxes. That's funny. Isn't he a politician who raises? Yeah, but if you pay him enough, they all go away. That Crook County. PPP loans, those were part of the federal COVID relief package to keep small business afloat during COVID. Not surprisingly, many investigations have since found many recipients fraudulently nabbed some of those loans, most of which were designed to be forgiven. A new Cook County Inspector General report finds dozens of government employees participated in the fraud, as many as 48 alone in the Cook County Circuit Court Clerk's office. Now, will these bust-outs, will these connected failures, will they get to keep their phony pensions? You know, the ones that we pay, that the people who handle the money steal the money and misappropriate it, but it doesn't matter because they're paid on a percentage of their salary. Do they still get that, too? 
Why not? Innocent until proven guilty. Unless you're a Democrat, then we could prove you guilty over and over and over again. And the Democrat judges navigate innocence. Right, crooks? Yeah, you're really fooling me. George in Naperville. Sean, I know you're an Elvis fan, and I'm wondering if you have heard that Biden is buying up all of Elvis's TCB rings, pendants, and clothing for his family. Yeah, well, but- Elvis, the letters stood for taking care of business. Biden has changed the meaning to taking care of Biden's You're at sure? the expense You're- of our country. Are you sure Biden just doesn't think it's a new diaper company when he's taking care of business? No? Anything's possible. Don't ever try to figure out a Biden. Because I remember when Biden could form a sentence, and he too, way back when he was a man, he wanted to reform welfare. And it's a little different version than Hakeem Jeffries. I introduced a, a concept of workfare in 1986. I remember being pilloried by my colleagues on the Democratic side at the time uh, for suggesting that there be mandatory work requirement for anyone receiving welfare. We- oh, 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 oh. Now, I know you're all taken aback because back then, Joe Biden could form sentences, spoke like a man rather than the feeble fascist piggy is today. But isn't that the exact opposite of what Hakeem, nephew of the black liberation Marxist fraud, anti-Semite scum, and now leader of the Democrat minority in Congress, Hakeem Jeffries, he was offended by that. So the notion that they want to now lecture us in the context of trying to avoid a default about so-called work requirements is extreme and irresponsible. You know what I'd like to do? I'd like a Republican, one with a real set of cojones on her, like Marjorie Taylor Greene. I'd like a Republican to call it the Biden Amendment. And we'll say it's Biden pre-dementia, before dementia, BD. I introduced a, a concept of workfare in 1986. I remember being pilloried by my colleagues on the Democratic side. I got 500 says he doesn't know what pilloried means now. You want to bet? the time uh, for suggesting that there be mandatory work requirement for anyone receiving welfare. We hear speech after speech after speech about changing the ethic that is uh, involved in, quote, the welfare syndrome. We just heard our, our good friend from North Carolina talk about the generational nature of this problem and how to break the spiral and so on. Well, uh, part of that is to, in fact, not just take people off of welfare and put them on the streets, but put them to work. And uh, Don't worry, he was still a crook back then. You know, but back then he knew that taking care of business was Elvis' symbol for taking care of business. Now when he hears it, he goes, sits in the corner, puts a binky in his mouth, and kneels down like a little baby. Rich, Indian Head Park. Hey, Sean, how are you doing tonight? Splendid. We finally got some good news, huh? Marjorie Taylor Greene is filing impeachment charges. Oh, yeah, but don't worry. She's already been heckled and discounted. After all, she's a conservative woman, and you could hate them all you want. You could make fun of their looks. You could do all of the things that I do to every one of these fat rat Democrats. Go ahead. Yeah, but what I have to say about her is uh, she's the only one that had the... uh, Testicle fortitude. Exactly. (laughs) To to bring these these charges. And if uh, McCarthy doesn't uh, stick by... The, the bill that they have for the debt ceiling, they should vote him out and vote out the Speaker of the House. I love it, That's Rich. That's what I have to say. That's it. Everybody- for once, we get a man. Republicans haven't had a man, a real man, as a Speaker since I don't know when. You got that phony blowhard with the camel voice, drunk John Boehner. Hi, John. Moron. Stephen Huntley. Hey. God bless you, son. Oh, thank you. Hey, um... You know, I was 
Stephen and Kevin Black talk about the Durham report. And, oh, my gosh, he laid out a case of bringing criminal charges to the uh, players and the, the perpetrators in the FBI. But I'm listening to him talk about this. Oh, my gosh. Trump has a slam dunk civil suit against Kleinsmith, Comey. Maybe he could um, file a suit, ironically, in the same court that changed the law so that schizophrenic E. Jean Carroll could sue him for a rape that never happened. And he could at least get a defamation case because they've been defaming Donald Trump since I was doing it when he was a Democrat. By the way, John, uh, Steve, Steve, did you ever hear? This is very interesting. Did you ever hear Donald Trump speak at Rainbow Push? Did you ever hear him? No. I, bet, I bet you have it. You know why, Steve? Because Google and YouTube, they try to redact that information. Back when Donald Trump was supporting Jesse Jackson, he supported Jesse Jackson in 1984. But see, Donald Trump always spoke at Rainbow Push. Well, it is an honor to be here, and uh, I was with Jesse last year, and we had a lot of fun, and it was a little different. We had a real panel where you asked questions and everything, and we didn't do so much speaking, so I'm going to get off here very quickly because I want to hear some questions. Um, Jesse started off by saying most of the wealth in this country is in the hands of a few, and I thought to myself, is that a bad thing? <laughs> what's, what's wrong with that, Jesse? hear what he does here at the height of who he you know in the 90s at the height of who he i'm sorry the 80s at the height of who he was he gave jesse jackson an office in his building he gave it to him but he's a racist he's a rabid racist you white supremacist too but he did have an expression last year and i loved i was just telling roger he had an expression last year the wall on wall must fall and you haven't used it today and i'm very disappointed in this jesse because i thought it was a great expression and i heard the expression about 14 times and then he came to me at the end of the session and he said listen i want some office space in your building on wall street because the wall on wall will fall. And I said, it's okay, Jesse, I'll make a good deal with you. I'll get you some space. You'll pay about $40 a foot. And he said, no, no, no. I don't want to pay 40 So how about 30 No. It was the cheapest deal I ever made in the history of 40 Wall Street. Is that right? He got it for nothing. How about that? We're CNN with that, you communist news bastards. The communist vote is a vote for life, a vote for the communist ticket. It is a vote to end racism to all forms of discrimination. It is a vote for jobs, a vote for a decent income, a home for everyone, for full equality of women, especially on the job. It is a vote for free child care centers and for working mothers a six months maternity leave with full pay. It is a vote for free quality medical care, hospital care for all who need it. It is a vote for free college education for all, regardless of income. We have the materials. We have the manpower to build a decent home for every family. Oh, Gus Hall, you communist bastard. May you burn in hell. You were just before your time. Today, you'd be Speaker of the Senate, the House. You may even be president. They would have cheated your communist ass right in there, too. 312-642-5600. Ta-da! You're a Democrat. 
I was listening to the Sean Thompson show. I am saddened that this guy supposedly represents us. I mean, I am appalled. He's just disgusting. Sexist pig and an absolute disgrace. Thank you. AM560. The answer. Just so you know, Marcus Allen, special agent, special agent Stephen Friend, special agent Brent, what's his last name, Gloss, all had their security clearance revoked today. Yes, protect yourselves, crooks, protect yourselves. But you got a little bit of a problem. Everybody knows what you are now. This is a profound assault on some of the most important institutions of our government. The American people simply think that there is a a deep state conspiracy um, against political opponents. And it's I just want to correct you, Cornyn. I just want to correct you just one bit. I don't think it. I know it and I have known it all of my life. I'm from Chicago, where the guy who drives your car at the car wash knows Mike Madigan and Ed Burke are gangsters, political gangsters, like the the, the Meathead Daily family and the rest of them. But apparently, the FBI never could figure. I don't. I can't figure it out. I'm busy. Incredibly dangerous. I couldn't agree more with Senator Graham that this is uh, this cuts both ways. And while people may like the idea that it uh, was President Trump that was a target of this, that could ease these same... Oh, wait a minute. I just have news. It turns out Senator Frankenstein has some advice. Reason We're here for one simple reason. President Biden needs to consider using the 14th Amendment uh, if necessary. The entire GOP... If you're blue and you don't know where to saturated. go to, why don't you go where and fashion that's exactly what's wrong about what's wrong in Washington. Yeah, do the 14th Amendment, Fairman. I'll bet you can't name the next one. I'll give you 200 if you could name the next one. Idiot. Cream Puff Jim. Sean? Can you count to 15? I think you can. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, uh, uh, the wrestler, Jordan, and, and the guy out there in uh, Benoitville, out there in Iowa, where are their witnesses? <laughs> can they come in? I just named two of them. We can't find that. We're not talking about the witnesses in the Biden case, the Hunter Biden case. That was when they were out of it. What the FBI's got the laptop, Mo? What are you talking about? We got the guy with the box head that came out the day before the election. What the hell's the guy's name with the funny name? They can't find their witnesses. That's all. They just can't find Jim, I could bring him to your house. He could deliver you a beef sandwich. You'd still deny it. You know why? You're a Democrat. You'd call it a salami if a Democrat told you. You're immune to evidence. You're immune to knowledge. You're a Democrat. Look who you vote for. The millions just so the GOP can just turn the screws against the hungry Americans. This is the whole reason why the 14th Amendment exists. We need to be prepared to be used. That's not at all why it's there. Stupid. That's in Section 5. You forgot about like four sections. Oh, if he only learns how to count. The good news is Diane Feinstein is going to help him learn. Renewed concerns that Senator Dianne Feinstein is suffering significant cognitive decline after an exchange with reporters in the Senate halls yesterday. She was asked how colleagues reacted to her return. The reporter says Senator Feinstein replied, quote, have I heard about what? 
the reporter repeats, quote, about your return. And she says, or the reporter says, the senator replied this, quote, I haven't been gone. You should. I haven't been gone. I've been working. The reporter asked if she meant she had been working from home. And Senator Feinstein replied, quote, no, I've been here. I've been voting. Then left. In case that Popeye look she's got on her new face, where she looks like a head in a wheelchair didn't tip you off, she's as loony as a tune as well. But it doesn't matter. They're Democrats. They'll keep voting for each other because you know what they say. If you're giving me something for nothing, I really don't care if you can talk or count or think. If you're blue and you don't know where to go to, why don't you go where fashion sits? More with Senator Fetterman and the rest of Looney Tunes after this. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody... I'm very excited to talk to my next guest as I've had the pleasure of talking to him a few times now. And his opinion is not only one that I respect, it's one that's steeped in principles of property rights, of capitalism, of Americanism. He was, at one time, the chief economist for the United States Senate Committee on Banking, Housing, and Urban Affairs. He is now a senior research on the senior research faculty at American Institute for Economic Research. He is Thomas Hogan, Ph.D. How are you, Thomas? How are you? I'm good, thanks. I'm glad to be on. Couldn't wait to talk to you because I listen to the business stations that are pretty much talking heads. There's very few people that really want to have the conversation that needs to be had. And they're selling market rallies as good news that the debt, that the debt ceiling will be lifted. And nobody ever focuses on the fact it's actually bad news for the dollar as stocks are a currency, and they're a reflection of a guaranteed weakening dollar. This is something that no one talks about as they promote bankrupting the future as a good thing for the present. It drives me nuts. Yeah, I mean, I think the the debt ceiling is going to be affecting the economy in a lot of ways, depending on like what comes out of it. I, I personally tend to think that it's really a lot of theater, you know, that there there. are they're saying that, hey, we're having this principled negotiation about whether or not to uh, allow the government to spend more. But as you said, like they, they're just going to continue to spend more and more and more, and this really doesn't help very much. And so in some ways, it's just like for uh, TV and theater to get the politicians some, uh, you know, more and, time on TV. And they have to, because the reality is we are bankrupt. We have bankrupted the strongest currency on the planet. We've done it not because the people did something wrong, but because the government has. It has misappropriated. It has overspent. It has made promises it can't keep. And it's not bringing in the revenue that is from the private economy. It is a combination and a soiree of more government spending, and it doesn't know how to separate it. That's how I see the problem. How do you see it? 
Yeah, it's amazing that people in D.C. aren't taking this more seriously. I mean, even the Congressional Budget Office has projected that our deficits are completely unsustainable. And that's what happens when you spend more and more every year than you bring in in taxes. I mean, we borrow about half of the money we spend. And so all of the uh, programs that they talk about, all, all everything that they talk about going into the bu- the budget, that money is all borrowed. Like every dollar of that is borrowed from you know China and other foreign borrowers to be able to, to pay for all the programs, all the yeah. different programs. I mean, this is like having a bust-out brother that you put into business, and every fracking month he can't pay, make payroll, can't pay the rent, and you give him, he says, please, Tom, give me 20000 I got to make payroll, I got to pay the rent. You give him 20000 he comes back with 1000 he says, look, you made $1,000. That's our government. I just described our government. And the revenue that they're bringing in April over April is one-third revenue. That, to me, is the most startling statistic I've been paying attention to this stuff my entire adult life. I've never heard one-third the revenue to the government year over year. Have you ever heard that? Uh, so I've heard that it was about 40%, so I don't know. But, I mean, either way, it's like it's just an absurd amount that they're they're spending that – so, so here's here's kind of the way that I think about it is, you know, we have these mandatory spending programs like Social Security and defense and whatever that we promise to pay for uh, a decade out. And that is the majority. That takes up actually more than all of the tax revenue that we bring in. And so that means every other agency, you know, the, the Department of Education, the Department of Energy, the, like all these other departments, all the financial regulators, all the regulatory agencies, that is all borrowed money. Like every single dollar that goes to finance those is all borrowed. How have we allowed them to compartmentalize the problem like this? I heard just a week ago Joe Biden speak, which was painful enough, as he pretended that servicing the debt is not part of the budget. How is it just because there are so many stupid people, so many bust outs? How have we allowed the politicians to get away decade after decade with truly lying to the American people. He said as of yesterday, he's shut the, the deficit by $1.7 trillion and no one says anything except on radio stations. <laughs> yeah, the, the politicians have gotten a little bit lucky just because in so many other countries, things are even worse. You know, and that's, <laughs> that's in terms of borrowing, but also in terms of uh, regulation. You know, that every other country, their economies are just terrible. And so that means everyone wants to invest in the United States and everyone wants to buy our bonds. And so that's given us a, a lot of extra leeway to run up these giant, giant deficits and have this huge debt that we're now going to have a terrible problem repaying. And so politicians have been able to kind of ignore it and kind of fool the American people just because, you know, we're lucky that everyone else is worse. You know, Tom, I have to tell you, it, it, how do you have an argument when there are no facts? As you listen to the other side, and I mean, and by the way, I'm going to tell you, I think 40% of Republicans are morons too. So don't confuse me as a diehard Republican. But if you do not have a fact, you're just yelling. We've been right. And when I say we, I mean fundamental people who fundamentalists who believe in a dollar in, a dollar out facts. We have been predicting the debt would double and double and double and double. The names are irrelevant. Every president has virtually doubled the debt for one reason or another since Bill Clinton. And how do you stop it if we can't speak facts to liars? How do you stop it? I, you know, it, it's hard because, the, like I said, the politicians 
just don't seem to care about this. There, there's nobody in Washington that really wants to address this. I shouldn't say nobody. There are probably a few voices, but most of them are are able to um, just not take this seriously at all. And and it's a mystery to me how they're able to do that, considering, like I said, even the Congressional Budget Office and the, the our own government is saying this is totally unsustainable. This is a problem, something that we just can't keep doing. Um, but politicians aren't facing huge outcry from voters, and they're not getting thrown out of office, and so they're able to just keep doing this over and over again and push all of these uh, programs on the American people that we don't need and push all of these new taxes that we and our children and grandchildren are all going to have to pay for if we don't completely default and have the government fall apart first. Well, I was reading an article you wrote. I was thinking about the real issue. If you look at things in order to solve them, you have a certain vision, but you're also doing something that I think we need to stop doing, and that is to think that our government wants to achieve the same goal. Because if you look at this situation as a corrupt scallywag, failure is the greatest asset to the government because it's within that failure that they implement backdoor nationalization of everything. And you reminded me of Operation Check or Choke Point, which was an Obama-era operation that wanted to really go after banking to control mores of guns and the Second Amendment and uh, loans and all the rest of it. I mean, if you look at it from the eye of the diabolical scallywag, they're doing great, right? Yeah, the the uh, Operation Choke Point that happened under the Obama administration was when the bank and financial regulators started using their uh, regulations in a discretionary way to basically choke out industries that that they didn't like, you know, things that were not politically popular with them. And so they basically started telling banks, look, you shouldn't lend to um, for profit education or you shouldn't. Yeah. The I mean, it started just with sort of uh, payday lenders and some other small industries, but then it it, it became all kinds of industries that the um, administration just didn't like. You know, things that they wanted to, industries that they wanted to punish, they used the regulators' discretionary power to tell them, look, banks just can't lend to these industries anymore. And when you go Um, through Silicon Valley banks collapse and you realize the kind of people that were cashing out, both from the loans to half-assed gangsters right here in Chicago to buy businesses that were started with government grants, all the way to how they bonused up their big donors and the head of the banks. And you realize they, that in the dark of night, inside of 48 hours, the people just bailed it out quietly. And we did the same thing in New York. But yet these banks have a common denominator. They're piggy banks for the Democrat mafia, the way I see it. And those failures will clamp down on my neighborhood bank, the one very few independent banks in the city of Chicago. I mean, that's really what they'll use this collapse as, right? Yeah, they they definitely um, for Silicon Valley Bank. You know, they bailed out the uninsured depositors. So, the, so you know, the the Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation they have insurance for um, people that hold deposits up to two hundred and fifty thousand dollars in your bank. So, if your bank fails, the government will reimburse you up to two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. But Silicon Valley Bank had all these venture capital funds from Silicon Valley that had, you know, millions and billions of dollars, and they all got bailed out. And of course, who ends up paying for that? It it, it was um, it's going to be passed on to 
people at other banks. They did this. The government um, promised that they wouldn't pass it on to taxpayers. We'll see if that actually happens. Um, but instead, their plan is to pass it on to small depositors at other banks. And so, you know, it's going to end up being like mom and pop depositors bailing out the big Silicon Valley billionaires. You know, Thomas, from when you grow up in these Democrat neighborhoods in Chicago, you you get pretty wise to how the money is scammed and why people pretend to be of party affiliation and the rest of it. But ultimately, the way that you could always kind of hope it the problem never got too big was because you could follow the money. Right. You follow the money and you see the scandal, the curbs where the people pay five times the money for the cement and the kickbacks and the rest of it. But if we're not willing to do that. Or if we don't have the intelligentsia as representation to do that, we're kind of lost for busting up these these political mafias. And I'm wondering what you think of when you see Senator Fetterman speak on banking or Senator Dianne Feinstein, who looks like Popeye's mother, who doesn't know if it's Tuesday or July. What do you think the future is for finding and following the money of this political mafia? Well, I think it, it is pretty hard for... The I mean, it, it's hard for the politicians, like even even if they wanted to do something about this problem, it's it's hard for them to do that because basically they've now passed all of this authority and all of this power onto these independent agencies that are totally undemocratic. They're not elected. They're all appointed. A lot of them are career bureaucrats. And, you know, they can now use their power to bail out these banks or like we talked about before with Operation Choke Point, they can use their discretionary power to punish the banks that they don't like. Um, and there's not a lot that the the politicians, even if they wanted to do something about it, it's not a lot, lot that they could do because they've given away all this power to these you know, bureaucratic regulatory agencies that can now do whatever they want. So I think that's a pretty dangerous situation. Thomas Hogan, PhD. I, um, I, I've been picking up a lot of things on, on our foreign policy. And there's a phrase that people have been repeating for years, and I don't think we've ever really looked into it. And that is the idea that we give loan guarantees to other countries. Why, why would the American people give loan guarantees to foreign countries? And how do we find out who those loan guarantees go? I mean, is it all washed through the World Bank? But isn't that kind of like underwriting foreign corruption? I mean... How did this ever happen in the Senate? I know you spent some time with these people. How did this slip by the cracks? No, yeah, you're right. And at, like the World Bank is a great example of that. We we do we we fund foreign countries through a variety of mechanisms, but one of them is that we give money to the World Bank. And I actually did. I also worked as a consultant to the World Bank, and so I am familiar with you know kind of how that works. And they they lend to um, a lot of. Uh, less developed countries, and they tell them, "Hey, you need to make some free market reforms, and if you don't, then you know that's going to be a problem." And uh, the countries, of course, don't do that. The dictator just takes all the money, yeah. and then they don't even pay back the loan. You know, it's so, crazy, uh, Thomas. How do you beat this kind of corruption when it's acceptable? Yeah, we're, we're we're subsidizing all that corruption. We're just giving all the money to the dictators. And what is the World Bank going to do about it? You know, if they if they don't pay back the loan, the World Bank's not going to just not lend to them anymore. Like that's their job. You know. No, they're the World Bank. They're, they're supposed to be making those loans, but it certainly creates more corruption rather than getting rid of it. Well, this is very good for Rolls-Royce sales in Ukraine, which apparently is on the, in a war, but the Rolls-Royce dealership and Porsche dealerships are open. So hopefully maybe we can wake up and get to the bottom of it. But I know as long as the Senate has people like you 
giving it consultation. It'll always help. He is Thomas L. Hogan, Ph.D. You know, I have you on and I put you on the grill because I respect your opinion immensely. But I also do it to let people hear that there are people like you speaking to these political morons that are destroying our nation. And that's the hope. What I want you to do now, I love your articles, but run for office, damn it. I need you in there, man. Because without somebody like you in there, we're just going to, I mean, you see these lipstick salesmen, they put it on the pig of their policies and we just go round and round. The debt gets higher. I need Thomas L. Hogan, PhD, to be Senator Hogan. What do you say? I don't know if I would be good at that, but I do think we are trying to push things in the right direction. You know, we're trying to uh, talk to people in D.C. and like you do, you were doing, we're trying to spread the word about the problems that we're facing in D.C. and what we can do about it. So well, you, I'm glad we could talk about it. Me too. And you can find him at the American Institute for Economic Research. Where else can they check you out? Yeah, we have a lot of uh, good um, articles on our website, AIER.org. Um, some about monetary policy in the Fed, but also about um, free market economics and uh, liberty and um, uh, American liberalism. So check that out. Thomas Hogan, you give me hope. Thank you for making yourself available. I mean it. Thank you. All right. Thanks a lot. We'll be back with your calls and comments. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. Chuck Mangione? No. Who is it? The Doobie Brothers. I know. I'm terrible with that stuff, though, really. Terrible. But I still like it. Jim and Lyle. Hey, John. Hey, Jim. If you think that Illinois is bleeding its citizens like a hemophiliac now, wait until they institute a retirement income tax, which is coming. Did you hear scuttlebutt, or is there a bill proposed? I don't know that the bill is out there yet, but I'm hearing scuttlebutt, and I'm also hearing that Wisconsin is going to repeal their retirement income tax. Oh, that's nice. You're going to love Lake Geneva. Wonderful place. Yes, you're going to love it, except when the Pritzkers are there. I'm not sure, but I, I, I believe the lake, the levels go up. If they're all in there at the same time, MK, many kilos. Just uh, be careful. Uh, don't Don't let your kids good, play by the shoreline. The good news is that they are uh, readily uh, seeable. We cannot miss them. That's true. That's true. And there's a pirate with a peg leg following him around. Thank you very much, Jim. You get it, Captain Ahab? No? All right. All right. There you go. Just fair enough. Uh, Craig and Mount Greenwood. Hey, Sean. Thanks much for taking my call. Anytime. Hey, listen, um, you know, something that's come out that I think is of utmost importance with all this FBI stuff when you realize these FBI guys are all talking about how they can't talk. This, uh, the whistleblower protection, it's non-existent. These guys, there's probably a whole bunch of other people who would love to take and talk about what's going on. And we need to have some, um, if there's any good politicians, any good uh, conservative so-called uh, you know, Republicans, they want to do the right thing. They need to get in there and do something so that these well, the there, There's guys, an also an information freeze. You had guys come forward today. None of it's on. You know what's on right now? DeSantis tells donors on CNN, only he and Biden can win the 2024 race. This is what they do. They divert. They run cover because they could have stopped all of this. Everybody with an IQ over 60 who wasn't in on the mafia. Everybody knew what Joe Biden was. The FBI had the laptop for three fracking years. They knew exactly what they were doing. Just like Chicago. Everybody knows what's going on here. 
724. It may not seem like it, but tens of thousands of people are moving out of Chicago. The U.S. Census Bureau reporting the city lost about 81,000 people between 2020 and 2022. But even with all those people leaving, Chicago is still the third most populous. Sure it is. Most popular city. Those are a year ago numbers. What do you think it's like now that you got the new Brandon Lightfoot in? The Marxist Pied Piper. You think it'll be more? Me too. 312-642-5600. Broadcasting from the Petri dish of corruption known as the state of Illinois. In the upper Midwest, in the nation, and around the world. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. You know, it's a very interesting time in world history. We know that we're funding corrupt governments throughout the world. We know that virtually every war we have been involved in since Ronald Reagan is an economic extortion war. There's never any reason for us to send these guys to war. But what we never really had was the prima facie evidence of all of these allegations. This was something that was a theory. Here is a congresswoman from Nevada. Her name is Rosen. And I want you to hear how she justifies as we're bankrupt, as we're up against our debt ceiling. The $130 billion we've given to the most corrupt European government in the world. Her name is Rosen. And I want you to hear her justification. In the nation's capital, Senator Jackie Rosen was Senator, present for the Senate. Excuse me, Senator. Armed Services Committee hearing where she had some questions about how the United States is working to respond to China's increasing involvement in global diplomatic matters. She described it as a threat to the U.S. national security. By the way, when do Democrats care about national security? It's fun to watch these new pro-military industrial complex Democrats. I mean, I know they were always in on the bribery through lobbyists, but they always at least had that phony veil that they didn't like foreign wars. But now, ooh, now. They're cashing in like Cheney's. China has rapidly increased its engagement around the world. It includes brokering, actually trying to broker troubling agreements between uh, to reestablish diplomatic ties between Iran and Saudi Arabia, offering to broker peace deals uh, between Ukraine and the Russian aggressors. So is that bad? I'm just curious because we're not getting any of the real numbers. They just had Russia blow up. Weapons we just dropped there. We lost a billion dollars and the rest of it. Not to mention the green agenda, the CO2 and the climate and all the rest of it. But what about the 150,000 people dead that we have rough estimates? You know, we're on an information freeze out because we're being censored. But wouldn't it be good? I mean, I don't really care what happens as long as people stop dying. But I felt that way when Ukraine was killing its own people for the last eight years in their civil war. I'd like to see all of the killing by government stop. And I think we should just fist fight it out. What do you think? I think that would be good. But Senator Rosen, the Democrat mafia, and a large part of the Republicans, they don't get to have the funny money kickbacks through the military-industrial complex. So they hate peace. I would welcome peace by anybody. After all, wouldn't it be nice if we just had peace? But then we wouldn't have an excuse to bankrupt the nation and simultaneously make these political whores rich. So these incidents, they highlight China's persistent presence and intent. She's born in Chicago. 
I have a whole new respect for her corruption level. Senator Rosen, let's take it from the top. In the nation's capital, Senator Jackie Rosen was present for the Senate Armed Services Committee hearing, where she had some questions about how the United States is working to respond to China's increasing involvement in global diplomatic matters. She described it as a threat to the U.S. national security. China has rapidly increased its engagement around the world. It includes brokering, actually trying to broker troubling agreements between uh, to reestablish diplomatic ties between Iran and Saudi Arabia, offering to broker peace deals uh, between Ukraine and the Russian aggressors. So these incidents, they highlight China's persistent presence and intention to exert its influence and match the U.S. as a global power. They're not matching you, Senator Dimwit. They're kicking your ass. They're kicking our ass because of political whores like you. And in the meantime, they're actually brokering peace, which will build loyalty as these nations now will de-dollarize. And they should because of the political whores in this country that are hell-bent on bankrupting us. So the notion that they want to now lecture us in the context of trying to avoid a default about so-called work requirements is extreme and irresponsible. Now, I understand he's a moron and an affirmative action goof, but he's the leader of the minority in the Congress, and uh, he's got all kinds of things to say. Um, do you have a reaction to the Durham report, and uh, do you believe, are you concerned that this could cause a lack of trust in the FBI moving forward? Well, I haven't had the opportunity to closely review the Durham report, but as far as I can tell, um, this is another example, generally, of right-wing conservatives in terms of their reaction to it, uh, trying to make a mountain out of a molehill. Because the Democrat mafia owns the Gestapo the KJB of America. KGB. Why do I keep saying J? You know why? I've got Kian Pierre. And I want you to hear what Kian Pierre, KJP, said about Donald Trump in 2018 before she had her sideshow Bob Herdu and was the spokes idiot for the most obvious asset of enemies foreign and domestic and the guy with the wet socks, Joe Robinette, squishy socks, Biden. I want an answer. Do you think okay. he's guilty? I think he's he's crazy. You I think, think he's, he's guilty. G- yes. I, what's I think, he guilty of? I think he's guilty because he of knows. What? what did he do? <laughs> well, he's the one who can answer that. I think. No. He what knows. is he? You said he's guilty. What's he guilty of? Well, I think he feels that he there is something that's going to come out about Russia. Remember, there's there's money laundering. He knows what the Trump organization right has been that. doing. I think you're right about that too, sideshow Bob. But it wasn't Trump who was money laundering. It was your idiot with dementia convincing us that we should be providing for loan guarantees. And I went over, I guess, the 12th, 13th time to Kiev, and, uh, and I was going, supposed to announce that there was another billion-dollar loan guarantee. See, what you, your allegations made for by the Hillary Clinton campaign bought by Democrat assets in our government has been proven to be a fraud. But the Democrats, for the first time, it's nice to see them support All of the entities they railed against, the FISA court, the FBI, the military industrial complex, because now you're the beneficiaries of that corruption. Isn't that right, Hakeem? 
Yesterday, Cori Bushy introduced a bill calling for $14 trillion in reparations for black. My favorite part about this is this reporter, this idiot, she thinks Cori Bush is a guy. You all remember Cori Bush. Now, granted, you may have to flip her over. She's not very good looking. You might have to send a midget on a creeper to go right between her legs. But I'm pretty sure she's a girl. If you think you might commit sexual assault, always carry a whistle. When you find yourself about to commit sexual assault, blow the whistle until someone else stops you. So that's Cori Bush. But the reporter thought it was a man. And if you ever look at Cori Bush's picture, it's understandable. Yesterday, Cori Bush, he introduced a bill calling for $14 trillion in reparations for black Americans. However, critics are concerned that the bill won't pass due to GOP opposition. So my question to you is, why do you think so many people on the right oppose the call for reparations? Well, I haven't taken a look at the bill that Representative Bush introduced, so I can't comment on its merits up or down. Uh, But we know generally that... The American people want to see opportunity created in every single zip code. So what the idiot was trying to struggle, number one, how do I not agree with her that Cori Bush looks like a man, but that the country's bankrupt? Let's say you wanted to give your money to buy your votes the way you normally do through welfare and corrupt uh, municipalities. Uh, The country's bankrupt, and you're supposed to be in the Congress, you moron. This is the guy who spends the money. But it doesn't matter. These Democrats have no standards, none whatsoever. And it's a good news because everywhere they rule is a hellscape. Everywhere they rule is a ghetto. Two shootings less than a day apart on the same stretch of the Eisenhower. State police are investigating a deadly shooting yesterday and a shooting with injuries this morning. CBS2 wanted to know how the multi-million dollar camera and license plate reader network is helping with those investigations. New at 6, our Tara Molina brought those questions to the state police. We've tracked 42 shootings on area expressways this year. How many of those investigations have led to an arrest? Five. Wait, 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 wait. We spent millions and millions on the camera. 42 shootings this year. What month is it, Squirrel? Yeah, it's May. Okay. 42 shootings. It's May. January to May. 42 shootings on the expressways in the ghetto state of Illinois. And you caught five? All right. Whose cousin owns the, owns the camera company? Whose cousin? Because I know how you guys work, you crooked bastards. PPP loans, those were part of the federal COVID relief package to keep small business afloat during COVID. Not surprisingly, many investigations have since found many recipients fraudulently nabbed some of those loans, most of which were designed to be forgiven. A new Cook County Inspector General report finds dozens of government employees participated in the fraud, as many as 48 alone in the Cook County Circuit Court Clerk's Office. 48 in the Circuit Clerk Office alone! Did those 48, did they have businesses or just could they are, are, are those like the other Democrats who stole the money? They could spell LLC. And clerk Iris Martinez says she is personally offended by the fraud that's been uncovered. And she joins us now with more clerk Iris Martinez. Thanks for being here with us. Thank you for having me here, Paul. All right. So as we understand, 48 folks have left your office due to investigations uh, into the PPP fraud. Does that mean that all 48 of them were found to have fraudulently gotten these loans? So I was given a list of 55 individuals. I personally did not see the list. All I heard was that OIG gave us a list of 55 of our employees. I turned that over right away to the inspector general because I have my own. uh, 55. 
55 crooks right in your county government, all with pensions. Um, he's our inspector, but he's very separated from our, because I want to make right, sure. You have your fun. office as inspector uh, general. Right, and that, so we gave everything, and I told him that what I wanted was this to be a priority over everything else because of the fact that these individuals, first of all, when you come into the clerk's office, you take an oath. You take an oath, and I take this oath very seriously. Yeah, good for you, Iris. In the meantime, honey, buddy, I only saw this on one news station. Did you see this on the other ones? No, I didn't see it on the other ones. I wonder why that would be. And the fact that there was possibly, you know, 55 individuals that, you know, might be involved in fraud in that office. To me, it was this. This has to be immediate because they're dealing with the public. I wonder if the judges that sit on the table of what what wisdom LLC that has an LLC. in it. I wonder if they were in on that tour, if it was just their clerks. Huh. I can't wait to go through the names. 312-642-5600. I'll be back. Marxists, socialists and communists are not welcome on the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Got a lot of atrocities, so let's make it feel good. I mean, I could continue to play the way in which our society is collapsing into a fascistic Marxist mafia, but there's a big push against it. Now, you heard me talk to Chuck Barham. I talked about Tom Sudeik. I talked about their Project Freedom Square. There's other people that are putting up a fight of principle and spending a lot of money doing it. Now, I'm not a Tesla guy. I'm I, Listen, I am not a Tesla guy. But if I even entertain the idea of an electric vehicle, I certainly would buy a Tesla, in particular, after Elon Musk on CNBC about a day and a half ago. I definitely would buy it. And I certainly wouldn't buy a UAW money laundering scheme one. That sucks. I'd buy a Tesla because I like the way this Elon Musk thinks. Why share it when people who buy Teslas may not agree with you? Advertisers on Twitter may not agree with you. Um, why not just say, hey, I think this. You can tell me. We can talk about it over there. You can tell your friends. But why share it widely? I mean, uh, I, this is freedom of speech. I'm allowed to say what I want. You wanna... absolutely are. But I'm trying to understand why you do. Because you have to know it's got a... There, it puts you in, a, in the middle of a... The partisan divide in the country. Now, CNBC host, what he's exhibiting is ironically what we have in this country. Cowardice. A, a habit of conforming to a willful slave mindset. But Elon Musk isn't having it. Makes you a lightning rod for criticism. I mean, do you like that? I, you know, people today saying he's an anti-Semite. I don't think you are. No, I'm definitely not. I'm, I'm, like, I'm like a pro-Semite, if anything. <laughs> I, I believe that probably is the case. Yes. But why would you even introduce the idea then that that would be the, the case? I, I mean, it looks, we don't want to make this a George Soros interview. No, um, God, no. I don't, so, I don't want to uh, at all. But I'm, what I'm trying, even came up in the annual meeting. I mean, you know, do your tweets hurt the company are there tesla owners who say i don't agree with his political position because and i know it because he shares so much of it or are there advertisers on twitter that linda yaccarino will come and say you gotta stop man or you know i can't get these ads because of some of the things you tweet this pause is real you know i'm reminded of uh the, the scene in the princess bride great movie great movie. um where he confronts the person who killed his father. And he says, I, 
Offer me money. Offer me power. I don't care. See, you just don't care. No, it's not that he doesn't care. It's that he values his freedom. He values Americanism more than the money from you willful slaves, you political whores, you sycophants to the mafia that's destroying and bankrupting our country as you adopt a culture of corruption. But you wouldn't understand that, CNBC, because you're cowards, you're conformists, you're propagandists for the mafia. You would never understand it. 312-642-5600. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy. So, so there are two sides this of this problem like here me, in the so sewer of corruption, Chicago and Illinois. It's been obvious that Chicago was on the trajectory of the short-in-the-pants mafia. After all, they've had the same party for 100 years. Cook County is a national joke, not just because of the cast of characters that pretend to be commissioners, but because of the mafia-like corruption the people have accepted for decades. Illinois kind of had a little bit of a chance until of 40 years ago. Then the culture of corruption had infiltrated the feckless Republicans. You see, they're inhabited by lobbyists and lawyers and scallywags who are more interested in front-running government property like the uh, I like to rub young kids, Denny Hassert and company and the rest of it. So that's when, you know, to me, people had to make the decision, my future is not in Illinois. But there are some very good people who are fighting up against this corruption. My next guest is one of those people. He, he ran for Congress uh, in 22, he ran against Brad Schneider, guy who's good for absolutely nothing except promoting welfare to the state and the Marxist agenda. His name is Joseph Severino. Joseph is going to try and do it again. Do I have that right, Joseph? You have it right, and thanks again for having me on the show, Sean. Always a uh, a pleasure. But yeah, already filed and uh, and already out there. As a matter of fact, after this call, I'm going to be hitting the RALC in Lake County here to give a little presentation as to how I think we need to do things going forward that wouldn't include like the top brass of the Republican Party that we currently have in place, kind of directing great candidates at this time. The final straw for me was looking at the fight against the mafia and realizing the meathead morons that pretended to be putting up that fight and then realizing the brothers are all lobbyists. And then you see the idiot, uh, Pat Brady, who who went into consulting and basically extorting people who wanted to run. How are you going to do this against the infrastructure of corruption, calling themselves the Illinois Republicans, and all still living on money that was given to them by Ken Griffin, who used to own that Richard Irvin like a $2 whore? How are you going to do this? Well, you know, that's what it, and it's funny. I said, you know, it, it's really Mark Kirk and Richard Porter here in Illinois 
And I jokingly told Richard Porter, I said, you know, if you saw the movie Get Out, he was dragging, you know, uh, uh, Richard Irvin around similar to that movie as far as the way I saw it optically. The reality is this. Mark Kirk, they were, they were so scared of my run. Sean, I raised $30,000. I got out there and shook thousands of hands. Brad Schneider raised $5 million, wouldn't debate me. The Republicans helped insulate him from having any kind of a, a debate with me publicly. They didn't promote the things that were necessary to expose Brad Schneider. His staff are stealing $80,000. I don't know if you're aware, but at well, the they end... The, they like the video games, right? The Republicans get the video games, they get the pot dispensaries, and they get the land. And the rest of the mafia gets everything else. So there's a lot of money in this second place, short-in-the-pants, meathead Republican Party, isn't there? That's exactly what it is. And if you know, and you know how it is on the North Shore here... The long and short of it is when Bob Dole didn't win his second or his third attempt, basically the Republican Party here said, we surrender. At this point, we'll take whatever scraps we can get. We'll do as much business as we can with the Republican Party or or with the Democrat Party and try to profit that way. And that's what they've been doing. The hub of the uh, hierarchy, Richard Porter, Bob Dole, uh, Mark Shaw, Keith Brin. They're all lobbyists, uh, you know, aren't all they? Lobbyists like Mark Kirk. Mark Kirk is a lobbyist too, right? He's he's a Chinese lobbyist, and as a matter of fact, oh. here's what they're doing. He just did a seven minute segment. Richard Porter and I had a little bit of an argument, and it, it went on before the election. I didn't like his leadership capability or the way he affected it, and uh, so we had we exchanged words quite a few times. Long and short of it is, so obviously there's animosity. He didn't want to support me, and I, I, I can appreciate that. But the reality is he wasn't doing anything for other uh, candidates. But I did find out somebody sent me a bunch of photos of where he's, you know, um, there's like a montage of women that he's drooling over, liking all their photos. Well, you got to give him a break. What, what, what neighborhood are you, are you guys all living in up there in the North Shore? What is that? I'm like Forrest. I believe he's uh, Winnetka. Uh, well, Winnetka, you do get to see a lot of ex-strippers there. They're all third wives now driving G-Wagons. But, you know, <laughs> he's got to look around. But go ahead. I, I, I don't mind that. I don't mind the appreciation. What I mind is when he's not helping good candidates get elected because he views them as too conservative and he doesn't want to help them. When he has access to real uh, clear politics and he writes this wonderful article celebrating uh, a minority Democrat that passed away, but he didn't, uh, you know, he didn't have access to that article at Real Clear Politics when Brad Schneider was, you know, allegedly hiring a prostitute. Wow. And they didn't want to let that kid out of the bag. It's so corrupt, Sean. So, well, you got a better chance I'm- of the Democrats hiring prostitutes that are actually women versus the Republican who like to <laughs> often rub in Russell little fellas. But uh, it's a sick, sick culture. And the reality is, I think a lot of the Illinois Republicans are either clueless or they understand the racket and they want in on it. I mean, because that's the way I look at it. You know, I I lived here all my life until very recently. And the only thing that really disgusted me as much as a moron Democrat was the moron Republican pretending to be a different option. Well, you you hit the nail on the head. I think, you know, my father growing up uh, ran a Teamsters union. So we were a union household. Everything was 727. 
you know, I grew up in Cicero, Democrat area. <laughs> Come on, you're uh, talking to me. I know who you are. Yeah, I, I don't think these guys <laughs> would not get to until they invite you outside. Then they're going to get a lesson. But go ahead. Well, that's what that's exactly what that's exactly what's occurred. They thought, uh, hey, look at this guy. He's a sharp guy. You know, he has a nice biography. We'll bring them with us. When they saw that I stand on authentic values and I wasn't going to sell the public out to insulate their interests, that drew the line in the same thing. I think, you know, I wouldn't go for the endorsement of Richard Irvin. And I stood firmly for another candidate. And after that, I didn't hear from anybody. So I didn't bother, you know, the traditional routes of going all the Republican huddles and patting everybody on the back. Sean, I literally went out there and I met people in the community. It was beautiful. It was inspiring. No, I know. I mean, I, I can't tell like you how many people want to be in that fight. I can't tell you how many people called me. You're like, you know, ACA is the, the best kid in the world. Now, here's the other. I call you a kid because you're younger than me. You'll always be a kid to me. But here's the thing. Um, what are you? Are you going to run for Congress again or were you toying with Senate? Because here's what's going to happen. They got the change from Ken Griffin's money. They got the change and they're going to abscond with some consultation fees. But the bulk of that will go when this idiot Richard Irvin pretends to want to be senator after little Dick Durbin retires. That's what I see on the horizon. Well, uh, you know, I love that Senate seat, but that's, that, that's four years away. That's in 26, or three years away. Long and short of it is right now, I plan to uh, continue the pursuit of uh, getting the seat from Schneider because I think he's an absolute radical and uh, and he doesn't deserve to, to serve the people. Uh, so I'm going to go over that. But you never know what I'll do in the future. Or if, you know, something comes along to dissuade me from the congressional run and, and focus more on the senatorial seat, maybe I would. But I do know that if we don't get people that actually care for the community in positions of leadership to legislate us away from where we're headed, uh, I, like you, will be out of Illinois. Joe, I, I'm serious when I ask you this because you understand I don't waste my time watching sports. I don't monkey around with anything. This is all I do. I don't drink. I don't do drugs. I'm not a bust-out, low-life Democrat. How in the world do these neighborhoods square us giving billions and billions of dollars to the Ukrainian fracking Nazis? These are all Jewish people. I don't understand these Jewish neighborhoods. And they give the money to the Azovs and the tornadoes. Are they just that stupid or are they just so corrupted by policy they don't care? You know what? I, I, I don't think they're that stupid. I, I think that we have a, a, maybe 40 people in Illinois that are making horrific decisions for us locally. And I think that a lot has to be said for election integrity. I got 38% of uh, the vote, which was the highest in the last since Bob Dole, with $30,000 basically shaking hands and meeting people. The reality is this. There, uh, we have to look at election integrity. Uh, in my race particularly, Sean, and the FBI is actually looking at it. You don't hear a peep from the Republican Party because they just want me to go away. Oh, they just want I Ken Griffin's know. money. They, want to hope, they hope he drops off another check, the dirty horse. But here's another thing. Go ahead. You and I come from similar neighborhoods. Sure. I had my relatives go to World War II to kill these Nazis. I'm very proud of that. My whole sure. family, the atrocities in World War II, Stefan Bandera single-handedly, an architect that killed tens of thousands of Poles and Russians and Ukrainian Jews. I don't 
fracking understand how no one says boo as Brad Schneider supports funding the Stefan Bandera fan club. I don't fracking get it. It's something that it's astonishing to me. And it's an insult to our ancestors who risked their lives to kill these Nazis. I don't understand. Well, I'll give you a bigger insult. Uh, or I shouldn't say bigger. It doesn't shatter that. But the reality is, uh, in this race, which I can only hope it would be like a Christmas gift. Uh, after I uh, uh, made the public aware of Richard Porter being, in my eyes, uh, an unscrupulous leader, the reality is this. That evening, they released a seven-minute puff piece, basically uh, a uh, uh, announcing his candidacy for Congress, Mark Kerr. So I heard through the grapevine they were going to pull him off the couch and get him out to primary me because they were worried about me. And sure enough, they did the seven-minute piece yeah. where he was naive enough to say, when I'm in Congress, forecasting his plan of where he wants to go. So they're very nervous. I know there's other Republicans out there, authentic Republicans that care, that are trying to affect change. And we just have to figure out some kind of a venue or a way for us all to start directing. Because literally, Sean, one election, we can change the entire trajectory of Illinois. Oh, I know you All can. we have to do is get the right people together, the right candidates, primary, all these committeemen, these town chairs, all the rhinos, get them out of their position, support authentic candidates, reinvigorate the giving, the donorship, because now there's donor fatigue. Nobody cares about Illinois. They don't want, there's no return on the investment of giving anymore. If anybody can do it, I mean, honestly, I, I say this, I liked you since I met you, you know that, but you've got the courage to stand out there and take the heat. And the main thing you have to, in my opinion, in my opinion, do is ask the Republicans if they haven't had enough Chinese money in American government, because that's who Mark Kirk is, the feckless fraud moron that he always was. And the idea that he's a lobbyist for the Chinese makes me throw up in my mouth a little bit. But his name always did that to me. The two-bit whore. Failure. Yeah. So, well, uh, I don't know, it's a lot to put on a shirt, but you're more than welcome to take it. <laughs> Get a hat. Yeah. Add it on the hat. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the reality is this. Uh, uh, Brad Schneider appointed Mark, and in this puff piece he did with his basically uh, announcing, it, it, it appears, uh, he was talking about how he loves Alexi Genulius, how Tammy Duckworth, if he knew what a great woman and legislator she was, he would have stayed home with his yeah. grandchildren. Yeah. Almost like he was going to run as a Democrat, but Brad Schneider put him in charge of this uh, this program for the... Um, yeah. For the uh, uh, Hispanics to come from uh, uh, into our nation, the reality is they're letting all the Chinese in. It's not even going to Hispanics. Yeah. Bringing like the elderly Hispanic family members over. Alexi Genulius, uh, Brad Schneider, and Mark Kirk. Boy, that sounds like a, the the parallel parking champions for the Forest Preserve. He <laughs> is Joe Severino. Where can the people go to support you? Uh, it's Severino, uh, or info at SeverinoForCongress.com. Info at SeverinoForCongress.com. Right now it's early. so uh, Spell I Severino it. for the Mudigans, Joe. They don't know. Come on, spell. S-E-V is in Victor, E-R-I-N-O, Severino. Info and, at Severino. Uh, sharing information, being a part of, you know, what we're pledging and what we're, uh, you know, intending to do and sharing it with their communities. That would mean a lot. Building our audience, getting more people that think 
alike together, that would be crucial for the election coming up. Well, Joe, I'm going to buy you dinner in uh, Naples, win, lose, or draw. You call me next time you're down there. All right? I'll take you up on it. Thanks so much, John. Thank you, Joe. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. This is the Sean Thompson Show, where Democrats are always wrong, Republicans are seldom right, and politicians are never, ever to be trusted. On AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. All right, we're going to go to the line. This is a fascinating board. I think Bill and Skokie, I like it. Bill, Skokie. My man. How are you? I'm not just leaving Illinois. I'm leaving America. And that, <laughs> and I have a heavy heart, dude. I, um, uh, I've got some land in Playa del Carmen, Mexico. I'm moving down. I'm are you really? Out. Yep. I'm right. getting out. And uh, and I'm wearing your, your T-shirt, which you sent me, which you said you would do. Because you do the things that you say you'll do. I love you, Thank John. You. I love you right back. Uh-huh. Thank you. Now, listen, do not... Listen to me. I, I've Just, got a little guitar riff here for you. Oh, look at this one. Talented fan, squirrel. <laughs> I love it, Bill. Now, Bill, listen to me. Do not denounce your citizenship because it comes oh, with no, a no. steep penalty, brother. And you're already an enemy of the state if you listen to my show. So just give it some time. Go down there. Let me know how it goes. And you stay in contact with us. We got a deal? Absolutely. And uh, my, my land is at Playa del Carmen uh, in the Yucatan. Yeah, it's beautiful. Uh, I have cenotes on my property, um, and I'm going to smoke cigars. But um, uh, you have you have saved my life. Because oh. I was so depressed, Sean, about the state of our country. And uh, I, I'm going to build up an army. Uh, we win. You just stay safe. You're going to need one. But ironically... <laughs> Bill, your your odds of getting killed by a cartel are greatly lower in Mexico than they are in the city of Chicago. Yes, yeah, so you're probably going to be safer there. And in the meantime, you stay in touch with me. We got a deal? Yeah, got a deal, brother. I love you. Love you right love back. Love you and hunt bunny. I love Yo. you right back, brother. Thank you. Kevin in Las Vegas. How are you, Kevin? Sean, great, man. What's happening, bud? A friend of yours dropped your name at the cigar store today. I was just going to say, I heard you met a legend at the uh, Elmhurst uh, Cigar Shop today. I like him. He's a very good guy. I like him a lot. He's like, my oh, friend Kevin, great, I turned him on great. to you. Good guy. Great. Yeah, great guy, man. I've, I've known him for 25 plus years. I love him to death. And he told me um, he used to listen to the score. I kept hoping that those guys would come by, but they, darn, they never did. They never do. But uh, he told he me he's the to one who turned you on. The show. Yeah, he is. He's the, he's the guy. He wanted to pull a little prank on you. Say, I'm uh, I'm Shane. I'm here to see Sean. Oh, I was running, yeah. buddy. I'm always ready for that. I, I can't wait for that. I'd be more excited about that than if somebody came in and said, "I want two boxes." Believe me. <laughs> I get it, man. No, great. Glad you got to meet him, and he's made his day. But um, one thing too, I just want to mention before I get to uh, what I wanted to talk about. Uh, it was on um, talking about it when I was on hold. Elon is the man. Do yourself a favor. Get a Tesla. And don't anybody worry about this new CEO. This guy, he's 10 steps ahead at all times. I love it. I mean, he, he, yeah. he knows what's going on. But um, I love this answer. Uh, I just wanted to see. Oh, yeah. It's a great, great answer for sure. I wanted to see what you thought about if any of this new new stuff coming to light in this Carrie Lake case is going to get any headway. I mean, they I feel, already. I feel the same way. I The chain of custody. Oh, yeah. They cheat. They're Democrats. No, they cheat and they Anything steal and they lie. And they stole the election. She never even debated Carrie Lake. 
They stole the election for Biden. They stole the election for this dimwit who's in there. And they owed her, after all. She was the Secretary of State. She's the architect of the original steal. They had to give her. The the chain of custody with the ballots. I mean, there's already so many things that are horrible that they've thrown out. I mean, is anything going to make a difference at this point? Kevin, they're Democrats. Do you hear what happened in Cook County? 55 Uh, employees of the circuit court stealing the PPP loans. That's what you're dealing with here. uh, Thieves. Kevin, you stay strong. And remember, you're still better off than if you were in the sewer of corruption. On an everyday basis, our inspector general did... So to today, out of the 55, 52 have been turned over to us. Out of that, we have one that was actually non-founded, which the, general, the, the, the person who actually uh, was investigated mm-hmm. actually presented the correct paperwork, everything verifying okay. of what the loan that he took and the justification, while all the others lied along the way. I mean, So one out of 55 had a legitimate loan. The other lied. Well, they're Democrats. 312. 642-5600. He's Sean Thompson. Hello, Mr. Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. So the way that I do this show is that when I leave here, I light a cigar in the car, I decide what I'm going to eat, and I look at the news from the minute I stop. And I love that. I wake up in the middle. I love it. I just love it. So to me, this isn't work. It's a passion. But when you're looking at all of the news, you get a tremendous amount of clips. And some clips, even when you look at them, you become annoyed. Now, I don't like Kamala Harris. Not for any other reason than she's a moron, tramp, who got there because she's good in the sack. Just ask Willie Brown. She was a terrible, terrible senator. She had no support when she ran for president. She was a prosecutor, reaped in scandal, broke money laundering or money uh, campaign rules every time she ran. But she had Willie Brown, or he had her, in his pocket, in his car, in his hotel room, on the counter. He had her. So she doesn't know Dung from Shinola. She's just an inspiration to office tramps worldwide. Now she's going to lecture me, being from the party of the bust-outs, whether they're corporate welfare roaches or they're just welfare roaches. In the United States of America, we pay our bills. People have to pay their bills. Your constituents don't pay their bills. The businesses that they pretend to own exist on government spending. You get a 30% kickback called a campaign contribution. And that's how it works in your mafia. You're not fooling anybody. And in the meantime, you're going to lecture real men and women of character who are financing your bust-out asses about paying your bills. Your entire candidacy is on giving away free stuff that makes the communist Gus Hall blush. And our government has to pay its bills. Our nation has never defaulted on its debt. Well, she's got a raspy throat there, huh? Doesn't it? You know what Willie Brown used to call that? A bad day. All right, let's go to the lines. Robert Bloomingdale. Sean, how are you doing tonight? Wonderful. How are you? Well, a little angry here. Well, as you know, I'm a Knights of Columbus member. Well, we I had our was hoping there was a reason for you wearing that hat all the time. Go ahead. I like that. That's why I, go, I got in, because I love the hat. I know but anyway, we, we went to the, I went to the meeting yesterday, and the, the head of the Knights of Columbus and a few other members went down to Springfield with their loved ones and other people. And during a, a peaceful march on a recent pro-life thing, 
Well, they're walking through quietly, carrying their signs, you know, like they always do. Raining garbage coming down from buildings from people, including little kids in carts and stuff like that, getting filled with garbage. And then get this, ladies, young ladies with blue hair taking pig intestines that are raw, wrapping them around the necks, walking around saying, blank you and your baby too. Now, this is demonic. This is where these radical communists are coming from. Robert, that, well, here, I, we did a story on some Sick. slob of a human being. What was her name? Katie Go who yeah. wanted to raise $5,000 because a billboard had a picture of a baby. But this is who you're trying to reason with. You can't reason with these scallywags and scum. Yeah. That's why you have to just segregate yourself from them. Let them live in the ghettos they're the architects of. Let them live amongst themselves. And you know what else I can't help but notice? Who yeah. are the guys that are going after these blue-haired cream puffs? Who are these guys that are chasing these big chubby women? When I was a man before I got married, and even now... I was never attracted to a beanbag with cellulite all around it. Were you? Who exactly no, is knocking up this freak show of uh, Democrats? Thank you very much, Robert. Yeah. In Bloomingdale. Corey Woodlawn. Hey, afternoon, Sean. Uh, you know, what they are really concerned about is the discretionary spending because that's where the non for profits and their con artists are. And if the government has discretion on that, they don't have discretion on non-discretionary, so that's what they're trying to protect. Don't you think, though, Corey? I mean, you know, how much of that is in built in the spending anyway? I mean, you have to keep in mind this is a bipartisan thing. When you, whether you're talking about the military-industrial complex or big pharma, you're talking about a trillion dollars for a vaccine that harms people, doesn't help them, right? You don't want to have any investigation. That money keeps going. It's a money system. Then they kick back to the guys oh, yeah. at the NIH that would make the Cook County blush. And then they approve the oh, drugs. Yeah. And the next thing you know, you're all walking around looking like Dr. Awardy. It's a terrible system. I want to stop it all. I want a forensic. After all, we're going to hire all these IRS agents. Let's turn them on the government. I want to go through every dollar because you're not going to convince me that there's a Rolls Royce dealership that just happens to be open in a war zone. They're stealing our money, man. They're stealing our money. And they've got us looking in 15 different direction when the reality is this is the financial plan of the government. It's a fracking money laundering scheme. You know that. You watch the Jane Byrne. Twice as long, twice as much money as the Hoover fracking dam. It's an exit ramp. Come on, brother. You know that. Thank you, Corey. Thank you. Thank you. Here, where's one of my favorite clips? Is this, is this it? Mr. Benzel, uh, Moderna recently paid NIH $400 million dollars. Do you believe it creates a conflict of interest for the government employees who are making money now off of the vaccine to also be dictating the policy about how many times we have to take the vaccine? Do you even have to? It's a rhetorical question. One company gave the NIH $400 million, and that was after we found this out. Another question for you. The NIH continues to refuse to voluntarily divulge the names of scientists who receive royalties and from which companies. Over the period of time from 2010 to 2016, 27,000 royalty payments were paid to 1,800 NIH employees. We know that not because you told us, but because we forced you to tell us through the Freedom of Information Act. Over $193 million was given to these 18 employee, 1,800 employees. And those employees give five times, 10 times, 30 times the money in grants. And you want to increase their spending? My offer to you is this. Nothing. Not one cent. Shut the son of a dog down.
312-642-5600. You'll get nothing and like it. He believes in freedom, capitalism, and individual liberty. And because of that, he's become an enemy of the state. He's Sean Thompson, and this is The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. They run on free housing, free food, free health. They run like the communists. That's what they run on. All of a sudden, they paid her bills. You never paid a bill in your life, dimwit. In the meantime, there was another little situation that happened at the Capitol today. I don't see it on any of the news here in the studio. I don't see it on any of the sites. But once again, it takes a woman to do a man's job when the men are cowards. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Uh, Just while we've been sitting in this, this committee room having this hearing today uh, about left wing extremism and violence, um, literally as we were being gaveled in, we experienced some left wing extremism of our own on the second floor of this building. While we've been in here, the Center for Popular Democracy invaded our office building this afternoon to push their extreme agenda on everything from climate to the debt ceiling. Approximately a dozen were arrested while we were sitting in this hearing room. That's big news, right? Congress, insurrection, breaking things, you know, actual violence as opposed to January 6th. Actual, radical, fascist, communist, Marxist creating what sounds to me like an insurrection. Um, Thankfully, my staff brought over uh, pictures to share with you all. This happened right here in the the rotunda. The rotunda? um, Of the Cannon Building. Am I the only one that every time I hear the word rotunda, I think of the table at J.B. Pritzker's house? Rotunda. We were sitting here in this hearing, having this Having this hearing on left-wing extremism, I mean, you kind of can't even make this up. Uh, but George Soros funded it. It's the Open Society that funds this group. Um, here they are being arrested by Capitol Police. Uh, we really appreciate their work. Wait, did, did Capitol Police shoot any of the women under 112 pounds in the neck at point-blank range? I'm assuming they were unarmed, but they're Democrat fascists George Soros funded. They might have been armed. Um, here they are being loaded into the vans, thankfully. And um, uh, here's some of their signs that they left uh, here in the in the Cannon Building. I don't know if we call that an insurrection, left wing left wing extremism, uh, violence. I'm not sure what we call it. You call it protected terrorism because the media is protecting Democrat terrorists as they protect Democrat traitors. Like Joe Biden. The good news is, Marjorie Taylor Greene, you made some major advancements today. It is with the highest amount of solemnity that I announce my intention to introduce articles of impeachment today on the head of this America at last executive branch that has been working since January 20th, 2021 to systematically destroy this country. I better hear leadership support this and advance it. There has never been a better example of an impeachment than Joe Biden. There has never been a better reason, a better example of a traitor, of an asset of enemies foreign and domestic than Joe Robinette Biden. Not to mention he has dementia. But you guys don't care about that. Using it 
again, remember, say that again. We must be prepared to, in order to use it. And we cannot let reckless Republicans. No standards in Democrats, which explains why so many of them are so attractive. I'll be back in 21 hours. Don't just have a great night. Have an American night. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.